Welcome to the We Never Knew X podcast. This is episode number seven with Gabe and Dries. And we sit down this evening to force it. Enjoy. Before you hit, are you already hit record? Yeah. <laughs> so we've had people listening. We've had people listening to our some of our episodes, Gabe. I don't want to know. You don't want to know? No, I don't want to know. No? No, dude. I just like talking to you. Okay. <sighs> yeah. So <laughs> the terrible people telling tell terrible stories was pretty funny, though. There was some, oh, yeah. There were some people listening I that some, I, I got yes. some feedback that it was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah. I mean... It's a funny story. It's a total funny story. I think if you read it in Braille, it would be a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that's a hard, yeah. I'm not giving myself any credit for it. Yeah. Well, the fact that you were enjoying my side of the story, uh, oh, yeah. that certainly helped the uh, the comedic value of it. However, I guess it stands Gosh. alone on itself just to imagine... Some thirteen-year-old <laughs> punk <laughs> shooting a pony Dude. in the ass. Well, while there's a five-year-old. I should add to while knowing how short you are and imagining a thirteen-year-old version of you. Oh, dude, it was like you probably looked like a sixth grader. Easily, and you're giving these people well, horseback riding or trail riding, guided trail riding lessons. If I saw a thirteen-year-old boy that looked like you, I'd go, "What the fuck." Sixth, sixth grade would not be an accurate representation of 13-year-old me. Okay. It was probably more like fourth grade. I would look like a fourth grader. Oh. Yeah, yeah. easily. Okay, so yeah, even even more so. Yeah. Wow. wow. So, in light of that, folks, if you're tuning in, uh, yeah. uh, hopefully you listened to last week's podcast. If not, go back and check it out because it was uh, a delight of two terrible stories about terrible people and, and well just a, a case in point and how terrible we really are and uh but anyways it was a fun one uh and gabriel's joyous laughter uh never fails to put a smile on my face <laughs> that that deep belly laugh so Dude, go check that out you but, just went full content creator did i yeah you did wow yeah you just went full content creator Hey guys, let me just pop right in in the middle. <laughs> well, it's but that's how I feel about it, and I just wanted to welcome people to this week's episode of the We Never Knew X. I threw the X on there because I think you were getting annoyed that I wasn't putting the X on. Oh we no, never knew. I feel weird about the X. Now I have a question about the X. And yeah, those listening might as well. I mean, like I a imagine, numerology question. I imagine if I'm having how a question deep is about the X? it. How deep? How deep does the X go? But if I have a question about the we never knew X portion of the title, would the X be likened to an algebraic math equation? Yes. Okay. Perfect. That's sort of what I thought. I just yeah. didn't want to assume because you know what happens if you assume. I'm glad you asked. But that yep. That's exactly right. As it relates to what math equation, I can't tell you. Nor do I think you'd be able I to solve it. I do not have a formula that can support right. the X equaling infinity. <laughs> yeah, it could be <laughs> Xfinity. But, but 
not that's, Xfinity. That like, was the train of thought, yes. Yeah, that's what because it, it could be we never knew anything. Right. Like X could be anything. Yeah, right. Okay. There, now that we have From that problem solved. Yeah. Right. There you go. Mm. Mm. So what uh, did you think of anything? Well, I don't have a hardcore or hard and fast uh, thing that I think we should just really delve into uh, at this time. But uh, there was a little teaser, I thought, natural teaser at the end of last week's episode where you wanted to get into something. And I was like, oh, I just don't know if I'd be like, yeah, maybe we got 10 more minutes of this before I got a roll. And you're like, oh, that's not enough time to get into this. And yeah, so probably. Was, there's that. I did stumble across a quote that I will not claim to be my own, but I thought was a pretty neat quote that might make for some good discussion. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so chilly right now. Are you chilly? Yeah. Do you want me to hold you? <sighs> Fuck, dude. I was thinking about running in and grabbing a blanket. You want me to put my arms around you? <laughs> I even got my horse blanket on. And we'll just talk into the same microphone. <sighs> I'll wrap my body around you. Honestly, I should use this sheep wool to wrap me up. Well, Gabe, if you need to pause and go get a blanket, go do it. No. No? I'm going to You're just going to tough up? It might be the fact Cross that you... my arms. Me, if... I'm not shutting myself off to what you're saying. I'm just cold. I want you to know that. No, that's fine. Yeah. I take these things seriously. Yeah, so there was a quote I came across today <laughs> that, again, I will not claim as my own because I, I fancy myself as a quoter. Yeah. Like a, or a quote um, concocter or a quote manufacturer. That's actually probably not true. Or if, someone who just thinks. If I was <laughs> maybe <laughs> if I was selling quotes, I'd be broke because I don't come uh, up with them very often. Good. But, but when I do, yeah. I feel like they're they can hit, you know. As long as they're hitting you. Yeah, or maybe somebody that you're sharing them with, right? Or um, does it not even have to do that? I don't think that's a that's not the I understand the draw. But uh No, but I wanna feel important. I don't like I don't I wanna feel like I'm making a difference. Yeah. Don't you? I realize that I might, that that might seem like a good idea, but I repress every ambition of doing so. Oh, so you're not, you don't want, okay. <clears throat> you want to be virtuous in it. Like yeah, you're but you're forcing me to talk about it. It's only virtuous when you start yapping about <laughs> it to people. <laughs> All right. So the quote uh, that I came across today. <clears throat> I'll say the quote, and then I'll try to back into, uh, or maybe you'll just understand what it means when I say it. So uh, and let me see if I can get this right. Uh, do you want to know who I heard say it? Or, yeah. Yeah? So it was Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. uh, of which I've heard lately he must be making the rounds on the yeah. podcast scene um, because he was with Tim Ferriss and then Joe Rogan, and then this was... Uh, a podcast on the Bigger Pockets podcast, which is oh, wow. a primarily a, a, a real estate uh, podcast. So, um, but they had him on again. I well, he he just come out with a book, right? Okay. And so when somebody important comes out with a book, they make the rounds, right? Right. The uh, what is it? All green lights. I think it's just called Green Lights. Green lights. The book, which I'm my interest is now peaked. I think I might pick it up and read it. I'm kind of a fan. Of that Matthew McConaughey. He's handsome. 
Handsome sells books. But he was talking about a quote that his mom uh, would. Uh, it was a, it was it wasn't even his quote. It was his mom's quote, and the quote was, "Don't walk into the room like you want to buy the place. Mm. Walk into the room like you own the place." Yeah, I see the smile. You like it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like it? No, that's no? so silly. <laughs> Why don't you like it? Say it again. No, not after you. <laughs> I won't ever say it again now that you think it's dumb. Oh, hold on. I need to rethink it. The way you... Don't just walk like into a way, room... Yeah. Like Can you, you want to buy the place. I think if you said it more like him, that it would have more of an impact. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'm going to try to say it like... <laughs> I'm going to try to say this like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Do it. So, Mom... <laughs> Mom's advice when you were going to go give a public speaking announcement or or something like that, she would say, don't walk into the room like you want to buy the place. Walk into the room. You need a little more molasses (laughs) on it. (laughs) He's not like Alabama. He's Texas, so he talks a little faster. Yeah, but he has a little bit of an Alabama... He's got that Texas molasses. Don't walk... Listen now. In the words of Andy Bernard... It's got to be like molasses rolling off your tongue. Rolling off your tongue. Molasses is too slow for I can't do it. Matthew I McConaughey. Yeah, but he has like a little a little flicker. Okay, here's the you quote know what again. I mean? <laughs> okay. Don't walk into a room like you want to buy the place. Walk into the room like you own the place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, it's it's a silly quote, but I think actually what what struck me about that quote was uh one um it's sort of a I think I liken it to a little bit of a term that I've heard you use from time to time. And since this is an explicit podcast, I will go ahead and say it verbatim as the way Gabe would say it. I'm sure. not going to use my words. I'm going to yeah. use the words that you would say. So I'm no, I'm, I'm removing myself. I take full responsibility. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. <clears throat> you often refer to or use a term. Um, I think referring to a, a man uh, w- that has big dick energy. Oh yeah. I think that quote sort of speaks to that term a little bit. Do you, are you seeing that at all? What do you think? If just hearing that quote, no, not I the energy quote, but the Matthew the Ma, Matthew McConaughey's mom's quote. When you hear that quote, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? You th- you hear you hear it as something silly, but I want to hear what as you hear it. What do you think? I think I don't know. I don't find it to be novel. You don't find it to be novel? No, and I, I'm i sorry. I'm sorry. That's fine. If your attitude's not right today, that's fine. Maybe it's just your attitude's bad. Yeah, I, it could be. Okay. No, it could be. I didn't say it was profound. I think it was more... I don't know. I just, personally, mm-hmm. I don't find that to be impactful. Because it doesn't seem... <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't... It's not resonating with me right now. Okay. Well, I'll share how it resonates with me. 
um, and maybe it'll and right. Let me give it a little. I little, need some of that. Let me give you a little bit of backstory. There you go. The, where I think this, um, and I don't don't even know. What if does I would, it mean to you? I don't even know if this is what I would call a quote as much as a like sort of an advice. Um, it's a term of invi- advice. Advice. Um, so this quote I think addresses those moments where you're presented with a scenario, an opportunity, or um, something you're obligated to do. Yeah. Okay? Now, the best approach to take, uh, and you you have to perform, or you have to deliver, or you have to um, give it your best. Um and so then your best approach when you're in that scenario is to not cower or seem as though you don't necessarily uh, have all the answers or maybe even worse that you're not qualified, but yet um, instead you approach it as though, no, I, I have the confidence here. I got this. Yeah, maybe I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. but I have the wherewithal and the ability to figure out the solution to this problem, or I have the, I will find the means to deliver on uh, this um, product or obligation or performance. Oftentimes in the performance world, like if it were to be improv or even stage acting or uh, obviously Matthew McConaughey is an actor or maybe you're giving a, an oral presentation. Uh, let's just you know think of something in school and show and tell or whatever, right? Right. All of that is going to present so much better if right. you actually sell it to the audience. You're playing yeah. the part of a doctor. You're not really a doctor, but you better act like you are a doctor, or the, otherwise yeah. they will never believe yes. you are a doctor. Okay, I see what you're saying. Do you get what I'm saying yeah. now? In that my, yes, because in that, when I, when I can see when you're in that frame of mind, you have to actually own the position of doctor. You have to take responsibility in a way, in your brain, of what a doctor's responsibilities would be in order to put yourself in that role. So when you're owning something or when you're owning a character, or you're owning a new way of living, you're essentially taking responsibility for the new person that you want to be and holding yourself accountable for the person you yeah. haven't been. Right. I think it's a, I mean it's a multifaceted phrase as well. I mean right. it could even just be something in your own life, right? Don't carry yourself in your life as though you're just kind of trying it out or you're looking to buy the place right. or you carry your your life in the in the sense that you own the place right yeah. so instead of um seeming as or acting as though uh you're unsure of things right so let's just break it down from the standpoint of if you own the place in which like your own home right yeah you're comfortable there. Right. You have the confidence, like, no, this is my place. I know where everything is. Right. 
Uh, if you if somebody comes to my place, I'm responsible if the plumbing breaks. I'm responsible for the lawn yeah. once a week. I'm the I'm responsible for this X X Y and Z. Yeah, I'm a renter. Oh well, I can call my uh whatever landlord, or I can call my property management to come and handle blah blah blah. Yeah, you know. Yes, it's a completely different mindset. And if you yeah. own the place, you um might walk out in the backyard and take a piss every night sometimes twice a day right but if you were not the owner of the place every night sometimes twice a you day. probably <laughs> you, know, you would think twice about just walking out the back door uh, to you know take a piss well i would because be a terrible of a renter because i'd still do it well but still that would be it would still be your place but you get what i'm saying but that's also yeah, I mean that also doesn't fit. You can still take ownership and be renting and be renting a house in reality. But, but instead if you were you would be moving towards a better long-term solution. But if you weren't living at that house <laughs> and you were going to buy that house, like you were shopping for the house. Got and it. And you walk in at that point you are not necessarily comfortable enough to cut your fingernails and leave the fingernails on the carpet. That's disgusting. Okay. But if you live there and you so chose to cut your fingernails wherever you wanted and they just happen to end on the carpet, you would leave them there. Yeah. So speaking of owning of owning things, your eldest son got engaged to a woman. He's owned. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. That's yeah. cool. My oldest son is, uh, yeah, he moved out. Um, they found a place to rent, and so he's no longer living. Lickety at, split. He's no longer. <laughs> that's probably happening. <laughs> that's probably happening. Yes. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah. he found his first uh, place to rent outside of our roof, okay. and uh, is engaged to be wed to. Uh, yeah. Somebody likely prettier than he deserves, but you oh, know, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, but that's how it should be. Yeah. You know, we've all we've all knew known that for a long time now too. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, if if you don't if you're not with a uh, a significant other that you don't think is a little bit above your pay grade, you're probably wasting your time. So I think you did well. Well. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Apparently, apparently you don't agree with that tonight either. Man, that's cool. We don't always have to be on the same page, Gabe. That's cool. Yeah, why should we? I yeah. prefer it that way. Right. I do better with with friction, man. I really do. Yeah. It's terrible. I think, yeah, I could see that. I think you you sort of look... I go the, deep. You go, <laughs> you, <laughs> The obstacle is the way, isn't my it? My dad, uh, yeah, exactly. My dad called me an ox the other day. <laughs> he was all like, "You feast hard, and you work like when you work, you can't you can't be stopped. But when you're feasting, you also can't be stopped. <laughs> like that mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, said, yeah. yeah. Parents you, tend yeah. to know us the best. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing new. Right. He just said it in a new way. But that's okay. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. 
Yeah. Or at least the understanding what it is. So and knowing how to or trying to balance out. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And you you're basically uh covertly saying that you think you're better than your spouse, but you know. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> we each have our own superpowers. They yeah, that's true. And that's what it should be. Because yeah. I and in the case of um my eldest son and his uh newly found fiance uh i think that's true for both of them too i think there's uh um you know he has a lot to offer her that i think is uh, a good counterbalance to you know her right shortcomings and she counterbalances his shortcomings so i think that that's really how it should be yeah 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 let's hope she counterbalances more of his than he does hers um. Yes, I think. I think. I think. So. I don't know. No, I think that I too say. because I know my own <laughs> son, and um, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, I know his his goods and his bads, and perhaps I only know her goods, and so I hope mm, that her goods are true. are the better half of her his bads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And and family baggage too. That's often overlooked. I think that's where he actually has the leg up, and uh, is the no comment. And it, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not saying we his family doesn't have my family. I oh no, no, I, don't I just don't think family, I can comment. Yeah, I don't I think, think my I family should. is without the baggage. We're all toting around something. Oh, but uh, right. No, that's not what I meant. I want to get back to... I wrote down some possible topics for tonight. Did you? Before you get to those... But they're all very... Floaty? In a way. Okay. Another thing upon hearing this uh, phrase of advice slash quote yeah. uh, that I came across earlier, it made me think of... Uh, times in my young career of horseshoeing when I was tasked with something that I had not done before or that I needed to perform. Right. Um, whether it be a, a prescription from a vet or uh, just coming across a horse, you know, there's no two horses that are alike. Right. You know, we're not just changing motorcycle tires, you know. And uh, coming across a horse, a scenario that I had never um, uh, worked on before. And you're faced with the reality, do I look the client in the eye and say, I don't don't really know what to do here. (laughs) You might need to find someone else. Or you're going to take the other approach of you know what fuck it <laughs> i'm just gonna pretend like i know what i'm doing and see how this goes yeah and oh i mean that's not to say like i didn't know anything right but i'm now going to have to do something in a manner in which i don't know that i've ever done before but i need to do my give it my best go yeah 
I c- I know. And I'm gonna collect a check for it too. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you know enough. Or yes, you know. I don't know exactly how to get to the end, but I know yeah. how to stumble my way through it. So. Yeah. That was sort of how it kind of resonated with me. Maybe yeah. That makes sense. So. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if that was a point. Did it make, circle back did, to it? But. Yeah. Did Did you reflect on a time? Similar to mine. Oh boy, that would make for so much better content if I actually had a case in point, huh? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Content Creator. Yeah, actually, there was a time where um, a, uh, gosh, what's the name of the, I think it was a, I mean, most of the audience wouldn't know the what the shoe looked like, but it was, uh, yeah. um, and the vet wanted a, an aluminum reverse, yeah. um, reverse shoe with, um, um, a medial, um, extension essentially. Yeah. Um, and so to paint a picture for the listener that might not be, um, putting horseshoes on horses yeah the it's a little technical reverse half of the shoe was very wide uh had a lot of surface area where the um forward branches of the shoe uh, up towards the toe the toe was non-existent because it was a reverse shoe and the uh, forward branches of the shoe were very narrow to essentially uh allow for the floating of the back half cut off the front half of your own shoe Yes, and, and have a imagine very, that on a horse. Yeah, and they wanted it out of a. She wanted an aluminum shoe like that, and I was like, "Oh man, I I I'd never made one of those." I knew right, and that sounded like it needed to be a handmade. It was a handmade deal. Yeah, yeah. And so instead of saying, you know, saying, "Oh, I got to come back after I go and find this shoe somewhere online," mm-hmm. or, um, "Oh, I need to go and uh, I'm just." I need to go talk with my mentor and see if I know how to make this. Um, instead, you know, you just, in that moment, you're like, you know what? I have a pretty good idea. I've made some <laughs> other shoes that are similar, but different, right. but all the concepts to make this shoe, I already have in my mind, even though I've never done it and yeah. boom, I'm going to put it together and do it. And the vet loved it. Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, and it wasn't, you know, sometimes that's where ego maybe is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't carry my or think of myself as obviously somebody who has a big ego isn't going to think of themselves as having as having a a big ego. But in all yeah. reality, I don't. Uh, I know that we all have egos, and I try not to let that be my driver. But in this case, um, I didn't want my ego to be um, tampered. Right. Um, or I didn't want my reputation as somebody that couldn't perform, um, what the vet might want it, want for in this scenario. Um, and so my pride said, you know what? Nah, we could do that. Yeah. We could do that. Let's do it. So, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, your ego is still a good thing. It drives you past, you know the next ravine, the next hill to like, ah, you know, I should just keep like, I should just keep going or I know enough 
I believe in myself enough. I could just try it. You know, I think I know enough to just do it. Yeah. I don't want to. And, you know, part of that is proving yourself too. you know, maybe there's, yeah, you just never know. No risk, no reward. Yeah. I think that, you know, that your mindset ego pushes you to take that risk. The mindset of the quote, I think allows you, gives you the permission to have some yeah. balls. Right. I think that's uh, sort of what I was, my, my takeaway. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. So if you think it's silly, fine. Think it's silly. Whatever, Gabriel. Yeah. No, I, I Maybe it's it. a little less silly now that I've over-explained all of it. <laughs> no, and that's the thing is that it makes sense. Like, it's, it seems, yeah, it just seems like baby food for you and I. <laughs> Come on, Drees. Mm, here comes the airplane. I'm just playing. It doesn't always have to be. Yeah, no, you're doesn't right. doesn't always have to be deep to be deep. No, it has. No, but there is something to be said when it, when something resonates with a lot of people. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And the most simplest things usually do. And there's, yeah, there's no shame in that. Anyways, what, um, you had a, did you want me to reveal some of the things that I had? Yeah. Or did you just want to make the comment about you as a young man shoeing horses? Uh, no. Pushing that, yourself that was, to the uh, limits. Yeah. That was just as it pertained yeah. to the quote. Well, no, it's good to know. Sometimes I, I ask you questions. I think one time I asked you if you ever messed up and you're like, or if you ever had gotten fired. <laughs> I never said no. If you'd ever had gotten fired and you're like, mm, uh, I've quit people, but I've never gotten fired. And I was like, I, never I guess, I don't know. Drees is the saint of horseshoeing. I never said I never got fired. If you talk to... 10 people from 10 different barns in the Bay Area. And you ask them, do you know Dries Pruis? Six of them will say yes. Yeah, likely. I've been around. Five of them will, will say he was the best farrier I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, likely... Three of them I probably still shoe for. And three of them you probably still shoe for. Maybe four, yeah. Maybe four. I never said that I never got fired. If anything, I said I've rarely been fired. So where when I do get fired, because it does yeah. happen, is it yeah. really makes an impact because right. it makes you think, dang, like this doesn't happen very often. Right. And so you really do an autopsy on and on why. What does that autopsy look like for you now? Um, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will question myself, um, not really from a confidence standpoint as much as, okay, so I got fired. How much of this getting fired is in my control and how much of it is beyond my control? Yeah. Um, of what is beyond my control, uh, how much of that will I let influence uh, my actions going forward in in future interactions with clients um 
and mm-hmm. that would be current clients and other clients that I might um, come into business with. Right. Um, of the things that were in my control, what can I do to improve my skill where I might have been lacking? What can I do uh, to maybe better communicate? Um, you know, uh, what were the things that were in my control? Was it a communication breakdown? Okay, well, then I need to, I, I, sh- I right. know better. I should have done a better job communicating what I was doing um, or maybe why I did something. Um, right. Did, the, did they feel like they were in the dark? Uh, maybe I wasn't um, uh, being clear on something. Um, was it a skill level thing? Not very often is that the case anymore, but sometimes it is. Um, the things that are beyond my control sometimes are still in my control, if that makes sense. Even though I might feel like I did communicate well. Yeah. Or communicated everything I knew. Right. It, and so then after that, it might be beyond my control. Even then, I will still look for ways to maybe, in ways that I might have been able to communicate better. Right. With that client. Right. And yeah, those are the, some yeah. of the things that, you know, that's kind of like what the autopsy will look like a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I think one thing you didn't mention is just personalities. Sure. Just people's personalities and our own personalities. And it's like, yeah, we can't do this dance together because. Yeah, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, if it's, you know, there's times where I've lost um, some horses to. you know, another farrier that I might respect as a professional in the trade, but I might think that my skill is better than theirs. Right. But my client went to to their service instead of mine. Right. Oftentimes I'm not too I'm not terribly bothered by that because it's not a re- at that point I don't think that's a reflection on my skill level. Or on, on the quality of my service. Yeah. That might be more, an under, a, a, the understanding of what the client... That's generally a misunderstanding of what the client actually understands about the actual trade. Sure. Okay. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I've certainly been fired. It's all relationships. I've had I've been fired by yeah. some people and man I was whoa way broken hearted. Yeah. So broken hearted. Yeah. Like crushed. Just long depressed. Long term. The one clients. in particular wasn't terribly long term. It was maybe I was pretty young. I was early twenties. Maybe two years in the trade. Mm-hmm two plus but sub three maybe right around three years or something like that and uh one of your first loves uh you know it was one i feel like we're talking about them like freaking high school relationships or something but it was it was somebody that was so excited that i was working on their horses and it wasn't like i was getting my ego stroke she just was like wow this guy gets it 
Right. He's doing a great job. Right. You know, yeah, you get it, you know. And she's like, she would pump me up Good while job, I was buddy. there. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, after thinking, like, I'm, I've been, and it was a great stop. It was a great cash stop, and she tipped, and it was, you know, it was. Yeah. And then out of the blue. That's cool. You, I left there thinking, man, this lady could not be happier with the service that I'm providing. Yeah. Then out of the blue, just shy of the week I was supposed to go back, I get a call, and she's like, Therese, you're great, but I'm, I got to go find somebody better. You know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm getting yeah. somebody that's really good. I mean, I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm getting somebody that's yeah. really good. And I'm thinking, no, no. I mean, who are you going to get? Not because I wasn't, not because I was the best, right? But the guys that are better than me aren't going to your place. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, there were tons of people better than me. Yeah. I was only, I'd only been in the trade for like three years. Yeah. And so, okay. if you're getting somebody better than me. Um, they're not coming to your place because you have <laughs> you have three brood mares, four yeah. stud colts. Like you know, they're all barefoot in the mud. Yeah, they're like yeah. the greats don't come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it they was, don't anyhow, even they don't even tap the brakes driving by. That your was a moment house. I was. I mean, I was heartbroken, and but it was one of those things where, right. um, yeah, it's it's always a good reset. When you get, uh, when somebody decides to take their, their business somewhere else, it's actually, it can be really good for you. Right. You know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd, uh, I'd agree with that. It's funny how you talk about them like they're real relationships. Like, well, they are real relationships, but like, uh, you know, a relationship is a relationship, whether it's romantic or business or whatever, it's yeah, still friendship. all under the same thing yeah it's just funny how some of like the the way you think and the way you communicate with people still is you know crosses that boundary sure even yeah whatever okay let's see what we got here okay we'll finish her off busting out the journal what kind of writing have you done in your journal this week Oh, just kind of white girl shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Back okay. in action. Yeah. Sorry about that. That was weird. Let's go to the old journal. Yeah, we actually kind of already hit it. A couple of them. Oh, but do you do you want to know what I was thinking last week? We yeah. We never got there. I was just thinking, actually, I kind of mentioned it when, you know, acknowledging my dad about this nice gym. Last week, I was just thinking, I'm like, fuck, I kind of, I'm starting to get the whole unappreciative child thing. Like, how you just, uh, well, I'll just read this. How as a child... Uh, of course, I was writing this in a f- very fast fashion. Uh, you're unappreciative of your parents' generosity and don't show any gratitude. As a parent, you can't just not do things for them. Uh, if you were to base their actions or their appreciation 
off of gratitude. Does that make sense? Kind of. Like you can't go, oh, thanks for doing that thing. Okay, now I'm going to get you this X, Y, and Z because of because you showed gratitude for what I did for <laughs> yeah. you. Okay, since I see That's your gratitude. That's called conditional love. <laughs> now, now I'm going to give you the, your next meal of the day because exactly. you appreciated the first meal of right. your day. Oh, you didn't appreciate it? Guess what? Right. You're not eating today. Exactly. And your clothes, I won't wash them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's and a, as a child, that just you don't you can't connect those dots. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I think if you recall, uh, you might remember the epiphany in one of my kids uh, right off. If you remember, um, about two summers ago, Cody came to work like one day a week. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's right. Uh, one of those days you were working, uh, he came to work with me and you. So it was the three of us. Yeah. And he had no clue what he was getting into. And the level of physical demand you are under to be uh, a farrier, you know, and mm. he was doing the very lowest, <laughs> yeah. you know, tasks that yeah. you can do without inflicting any kind of harm on the horse. And he had, I mean, he was whooped. He was wiped out. And that same day, he looked at me. He's like, Dad, I don't know how you do it. He's never said this to me before. <laughs> he ne- these were, this was not, um, he wasn't placating me. Right. He wasn't just trying to um, make me feel good. It was a legitimate epiphany. He says, Dad, I don't know how you do it. Yep. You do this all day, and then you come home and you deal with us. He says, man, that is a gift from God. Those Straight were his, up. like, verbatim, that's what he said. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, how satisfying it is to hear your kid have that light bulb moment. And he's not an ungrateful kid by nature. Right, right, right. But kids being kids. They're just ignorant. Yeah, they're ignorant. Right. And it's because they just don't know. And I think that's partly why there's such a a turning of relationship a lot of times for adult children in that early 20s mid 20s range as they start to get an idea of like oh my parents did that oh my parents did that too right. oh my parents did that too it's so fun and <laughs> uh, so and that was a moment where it like clicked for him. Yeah. That's so yeah. fun to be living through that right now. As a parent? Or as a No, kid? just as me. Like oh. to just be living through that phase in life of like just re acknowledging your ignorance and stupidity as a child. Yeah. And realizing that re or just moving on from that. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah, that's true. As yeah. kids, we're dumb. You know, I'm I'm way further removed from the the kids' phase of my life than you are. Not that I've forgotten how dumb I am. Case in point, last week's you know story was just a dumb moment in my life. It didn't really have. There's no good reason for my action. But, yeah. 
Uh, My finger as a 26-year-old would be real itchy <laughs> on that BB gun trigger, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I know, and I would have considered all the consequences of it. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it, but. I think it, uh, it, the uh, other uh, thing about parenthood that uh, kids don't realize, but I think the reason why it's powerful once they do is, and I, I got to be careful in how I say this, but good parenting, I think, is very much like. Uh, uh, a good God loves his exactly. his children. You know, it's a right. very Christ-like love. Right. Um, I think that's a good... And not saying the parents are Christ or and the parents are God, but it helps us understand... Right. I think what God goes through when between yeah, our relationship between us and God. Right. It's a it's a beautiful representation and reminder of what that relationship carries or the value that it carries or or just the the importance of it. Right. Or the framework well, for and what as a that parent, should look like yeah. and could feel like. Yeah. Right. You know, parents still going to provide for the kid regardless of whether or not they appreciate the meal. Right. Right. You know, at least a good parent will. But all the while, you're trying to present scenarios in their life where they're going to learn the lesson to be grateful for what they have, too. Yeah. And so another thought on top of that, and it's dangerous because it might make me cry. But safe I, place. Uh, what safe place, bro? Yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll just cut it out. <laughs> but uh, cheater. You know. You know, I was thinking about. So I was thinking about this the other day. As a kid, if you have a good relationship with your with your father or any male figure uh, in your life, when you, I'm was a very creative child, right? So I'm always doing things and making stuff, right? And you always want to oh, go and show your dad, hey, dad, look at this. I'm still fucking doing that to this day. And I'm a 26-year-old man. Yeah. You know? And it's a beautiful thing but because I think we all... Um, I don't know... I think when that ends... I don't know that a that it should ever end, and I and I don't know that it's good if it ends. Let's just leave it there, right? Because, uh, in a, in a deeper spiritual way, I guess you can say when you're doing that same thing, but on a spiritual level with your creator, and you're going, "Hey, look at this thing I'm doing," then in your head you're acknowledging that. This is something that I think you want me doing and that I feel emboldened to bring to you and be like, hey, look, check this out. Even though you're God and you already fucking know what's going on, but I'm just so stoked about this thing that I'm doing and what it seems like you're doing in my life. And I just want to show you how 
you know. Yeah, no, it's a manifestation or a, um, it's a picture, if nothing else, of I made this with what I think are my talents, my abilities that you're have a lot of like as the dad like the dad has a you know you would feel like i have these talents because these are ones you gave me like i got them from you right and look what i i'm i think you would be excited with what i'm doing with them right right yeah dad look at all the shit that i'm doing with your tools in the garage (laughs) yeah they're fucking spread everywhere but look at this you know look at this dope thing i just made right yeah, and so yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think when you're able to extract that, uh, it 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 brings clarity to, um, to the framework of what a relationship of what a a life giving a meaningful relationship with, you know, with God or with Creator or whatever, right? Yeah. And uh, I think, I think you, I think as a, as a worshiper, as a person who is trying to serve uh, Christ in that way, like that's a good indicator, I think, of if you're on the right path. Mm. Yeah. You know, like what we were talking before. I think if you, if, if the if your head's in the framework of I'm excited to share this or uh, whatever, communicate with this with my heavenly Father, mm-hmm. I think that's a good indicator that hey, you know what? Yeah, if you're in that mindset, then I don't know. Yeah, no, I think so. I think that is a good uh, litmus as to whether or not. Uh, you're on the right path, you know, right. these actions that you're taking. And it ties into a lot of what we were talking about a few weeks back on the that episode where, you know, how do you know you're on the right path? And maybe simply, uh, and I'm sort of thinking about it in real time, but perhaps um, and it could just be overly simplified, but is God proud of what I'm doing right now? Like, would he be proud of this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, not because of the quality or um, the magnitude as much as the um, intent right behind yeah. what I'm doing right yeah am I pr- am I am I proud about what I am I proud enough to show him mm-hmm. even though he can see that's not the point you know he yeah even though the even though the idea that he is all-knowing already that's not the point. Right. The point is to Yeah, well and think about how many times like your dad probably knew what was going on and you right. thought and he thought he didn't know. Not exactly he's not all knowing, but he's wise enough, further along enough, see knows the signs of certain activities and behaviors going on and and right. and can put two and two together. Right? I right. mean think about how many times your dad like knew what was going on and Oh yeah. And I, mean, I already am all, yeah, I'm already getting those Spidey senses. Mm-hmm. You got them. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Yeah, you just do. Right. Yeah. And hopefully. So, yeah, it's not unlike. What I also think is interesting, too, about sort of the father son relationship 
or the parental child relationship and the quality of that and how that is inversely inversely related to um I'll say our meaning like people's yeah. perspective or perception of God. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um <clears throat> so many times I've met people uh, myself included um where um a particular type of relationship <clears throat> that they might have had with their parent. A lot of times it's the dad. Um, they sort of project that on um, their perception of God in spite of, you know, biblical evidence. Um, they may always think that God's never proud of them. Right. They might approach their relationship with God as though God's love for them is conditional because that's sort of what was modeled in the their parent uh child relationship you know from their parent right. was that um that parent's only going to do x if i do y right you know yeah. or Kinda i'm only going to i will only get this approval from my parent if i do this right and yeah. um or my dad's an asshole so I'm pretty sure God's an asshole too, <laughs> to put it simply. Okay. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Have you, have you sort of seen that observation too? And, and again, in my own life, I had a lot of dads <laughs> in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a, a man I call my dad and he's my dad, but he's not my biological dad. Right. I have a stepdad who I don't necessarily call him dad to his face, but I... Uh, he's a legitimate parent in my life that has um, been there for me. Um, and I also have a biological uh, dad, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so in, maybe in some odd ways, like the, the multitude of those three have given me um, and understanding initially prior to really seeking after God, what I thought or who I thought God was. Yeah. Um, looking back now and having a relationship with God, I see that they sort of encapsulated a lot of God's good qualities. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe through combination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I would, uh, well, I would say your original thought, like of uh, that transactional type relationship, you know, that's kind of what I think I was getting to with like the, you know, the transactional gratitude as a, as a parent, you know, mm. you know, the conditional versus <laughs> unconditional love. It's like, yeah, I love you, but fuck, you know, say thank you. Yeah. Sure would be uh, nice if you appreciate it. Or if you just didn't destroy this thing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or break it or lose it or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, let alone actually acknowledging something, you know, like this gym. It's like, fuck yeah, dad. And thank you.
You're like, yeah, Dad, you've been doing all right. Yeah. You're doing all right for yourself, Dad. I'm proud of you. Yeah. You changed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it's it's interesting. And uh, it's definitely something that I had that uh, reminding myself that I've, of these things that we're talking about, I've been sleeping on. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I try not to give uh, parents, all parents, I try to give all parents uh, the benefit of the doubt or if nothing else, uh, I, at this stage of my life and my own parenting life as well, I pass no judgment. I think... By and large, 98% of parents, even bad ones, good ones, like good ones and bad ones both combined, I think 98% of them are really trying to do, are are making the decision they're making they believe is the best decision in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not... Uh, um, you know, there's some that are going to be some decisions are going to be worse than others, but that's going to be because it came through a filter of baggage. Right. You know, so they, right. Or, um, and then there, there'll be some that parents that are maybe emotionally more healthy than others that are going to, um, maybe make a better decision than than another parent, uh, of all families. I'm not just saying like, you know, the mom and the dad, I'm thinking moms and dads everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, I think ultimately, and maybe this is just maybe my uh, sunshiny way of looking at it, but I do think parents, even if they're not making good decisions, or the decisions they're making, they still think are the best ones to make at the right. at the time, right? For the most part, right, right. Yeah, I can't fault anybody for making the best decision they can at the time. Yeah, yeah. You only have the resources. You know, you only have so many resources at hand. Yeah. It seems like, you know. But, yeah, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, that's an important, I think that's an important, uh, like, concept, or I don't know what to call all those few things we kind of talked about. But I feel like those, it's an important, those are important things to be reminded of in this day and age of just uh, the respect for parents, I guess. Does that make sense? And, like, taking on responsibility. And, yeah. I will, to bring that around, I wrote down earlier today, because I was thinking about things of this nature. Yeah. And I kept seeing all the fucking texting while driving signs <laughs> on <laughs> my way to the city, you know, and back. And it's like all these, all these, half of these motherfuckers right now are on their phones in the middle of traffic. Yeah, you know. And not only are they on their phones in traffic, but they're fu- these motherfuckers are texting while living. Yeah, you know, because I was driving by all these people. 
uh, on the Bay Bridge, you know, looking into the, these huge high-rise condos and just thinking like, you cannot escape this. No. When you go back to your little burrow to sleep. Right. Like you can't escape the stupidity that's happening down here or, you know, anything else that you have to deal with on a daily basis. And people are fucking texting while living. Just <laughs> more than texting while driving. They're just texting while, <laughs> while living. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and I, I think a lot of the, I think now probably starting with, uh, not my generation, but you know, that nineties, you know, late eighties generation has really probably gotten the, gotten the full kickstart on all that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely those in that nineties generation. I think even, I mean, at this point, the very early two thousands. Right. Too. As well. Um, it's hard, it's kind of weird to think, but somebody born in 2000, 2001 is now 19, 20 years old. And they, they've not lived in a world where there wasn't a cell phone. Right. And nearly haven't lived in a world, well, cognitively, they've not lived in a world without a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's and all, then, it's all they is to know. Nah, not only that, and then place yourself in this, place yourself completely away from your family or, uh, any environment that you're familiar with. Like if I was by myself right now, a single man, 26 years old, living in San Francisco <laughs> in today's current climate, I'd be a fucking criminal. One hundred percent. You think so? Like yes. if you lived in the city? Yes. And you were twenty six? Yes. Now do you And have I wasn't same... shooing horses do you and have I the didn't, same parents? and I wasn't married. Yes. Okay, you have the same parents. Yeah. But if I was living far away, like if I didn't have the, the support system too of a family and friends and you know Yeah. The burden of responsibility. Do you think that would then, be the case for most criminals? Probably not. But because they, yeah. Of yeah, I mean that's a deep Sorry, I was maybe hole. going in I'm going in a, I was but, trying to go in a direction not that I even knew where I was going, but I was going away from what your point is, sorry. No, but that I I mean we can go there, but yeah, I mean then you're talking then you're yeah, then you're getting into a conversation if we burden criminals with responsibility, <laughs> their <laughs> problems get better. And it's like, no, probably not. Maybe some, but probably what, not. What, what do you think? Uh, so you, you think you I would think be... A, there's a lot of factors there. You think you would be a criminal, but... Yeah, dude, I would be out there shouting people off, off their meal in downtown Walnut Creek. Sounds fun as shit. <laughs> so you're saying, okay, wait. So you're saying like, like a Black Lives Matter protest? Whether it was that or fucking <laughs> breaking into shit or gra- doing, gosh, dude, Shouting I've been on this graffiti. Yeah, I've been, 
I've been fucking be watching these to? graffiti videos on what do you YouTube think you'd and be I shouting love to? the shit out of them. I'm ready to just friggin' tag somebody's shit. If you could see yourself shouting someone off of their meal, basically what I'm picturing when I hear you say that, just so I have the <laughs> <laughs> just so I have the right visual yeah. is they're doing some outdoor dining right, right, right. now. Yes. And you're just like a walker by and you're and you're shouting to them right what what are you shouting i don't know some white racist shit (laughs) because they're all white people they're all white people why not um or i would try and infiltrate yeah or i would try and go on the counter you know because i had no responsibility or wife or child i'd actually yeah i would actually for sure do that because i'm a contrarian so so would you be but i i would imagine if i joined up though i'd have to shout at least one person off their meal what would to you prove wait, what would you have joined like would you have joined black like lives antifa. matter you would you'd be an antifa yeah. yeah i'd go i'd go undercover you would be an anti-fascist i'd be an undercover yeah you would be using fascist tac- tactics right as an anti-fascist do you see any yes. irony in that and i would be i would how be a would deliberate just, bigot how would you <laughs> how would you justify <laughs> yeah fucking wrap your head around that how would you justify <laughs> So, as an anti-fascist, how would you justify uh, your fascist actions right. while being an anti-fascist? <laughs> See, we're doing it. We're getting into the psyche of this. Exactly, what, what, dude. How would you justify Exactly, and that's the point. It's, it's, this shit was strategically put together to sound like you're having a deep conversation with your six-year-old sister. You know, that won't stop yeah. whining. Right. Well, yeah, it's just like all, it just, you just keep going circles and circles until you say, all right, this makes no sense. Yeah. And I give up. Or we're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I would for sure be a criminal. I wish we could come up with some. <laughs> I wish we could come up with a mantra to <laughs> yell somebody off their plate. I like that. Was that what was that the was that the, the phrase you used? To fuck to yeah, to, to to scream someone scream off their someone pl- off their meal <laughs> <laughs> like a wolf. <laughs> yeah, straight up, just like maybe <laughs> <laughs> you start making wolf noises. Yeah. Like a couple of dogs that are sharing. There's three dogs and and three bulls, and there's always one dog like. No, 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 no. Yeah. What if you just got down hella close to their plate? <laughs> That's my meal. That's an Ed Bass fucking. Yeah. Ed Bass master. Straight up. Like their their crime is that they're not sharing their meal with you because you feel yeah. entitled to their meal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. straight up. Dude. So funny. That's that, and that's the kind of. Yeah. So you would be an antifa, huh? Undercover, fucker. Oh, now you're backing out. All right, I heard you say undercover, but. Jeez. So then, no. I you... mean, who knows? I could be. I could have. I could have. Who knows? I could have possibly been consumed. By the dragon. Yeah. Is there? I could have been. You don't know. Could you actually see yourself living in San Francisco? Uh, no, I'd live somewhere much shadier. Like uh, where? What would be shadier? Honestly, I like get it. a real kick out of. If I was by myself, I'd get a real kick out of living in the slums. 
as weird as that sounds. San Francisco has that. It's a thrill. Connect with the locals. Oh my gosh. All right. I got a little snippet. Yeah. And we'll end on this. Okay. I feel so stupid. Okay. So I I was I was in San Francisco and uh I had some wood up on the rack I was taking to the shop out there. And it wasn't much. Cause I on top it wasn't of the much. Year, on yeah, top of the Euro band. On, no, no, no. On top of uh the truck. Oh, yes. Rack. Lumber rack. Right. <clears throat> but it wasn't a it wasn't a ton. Okay. And I got it up there. So I can get it off, right? Yeah. Well, I have the door open and this homeless guy is walking by. <laughs> And he goes, he's an all right, like he's a, seemed like a fine gentleman. Homeless, definitely, you know, used a significant amount of drugs. Yeah. And is probably still using, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, he was just another, a a gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A gentleman of the street. Yes, a gentleman of the street. Anyways, he's walking by and he, and I'm getting ready to take this wood down and he throws his backpack off. Hey, man, you need some help? I'll give you... You need some help? I'll help you, you know? And I, yeah, I do the whole, like, oh, man, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I, I said, you know, trying to give him the, like, all right, n- not really, but I don't want to be a dickhead to you. Was this a modern-day window washing? It was a little more... Uh, it was a little more off the cuff than that. Okay. But it, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'll, you can be the judge. Okay. He throws his backpack off. He goes, hey, man, I'll just, you know, I'll just help you. I'll just help you take it off. And, you know, no, 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 it's fine, whatever. He says, all right. And then, of course, you know, of course, the, hey, you know, you throw me a couple bucks, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, or well, he, I'm sorry. He did say before that he is all like, "Hey, man, you know, if, if you can throw me some, uh, I'll work for some dough, like for some money," which I respect that. Yeah, and I'm actively taking this wood down. It's not somebody who just has it written on a sign. He is taking initiative. So he does that, and then and then he and then we go through the back and forth, and then he does the you know, well, you know, could you would you mind throwing me a couple bucks? And at that point, I'm just like standing there and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what? Fine. Yeah. Help, help me take these boards off the rack. So he does. Helps me take the boards off the rack. Takes 10 minutes, you know. And we're chatting, you know, as we're carrying each board together. You know, d- these boards do not require two people. Yeah. <laughs> But whatever, you know, and, and he's telling me about this haunted house he lived in uh, in London that um, was some ex-insane asylum or something like that. I could oh. barely understand him. <clears throat> oh, shit. And so we're taking these boards and uh, we get on the last board and he's still talking to me and, it, and we set it down and I'm pulling out my wallet. And, oh, 
fuck, I'm sorry. I didn't say this. He was like, yeah, could you throw me, could you throw me like five bucks or something like that? And I don't know why I just said like, I, uh, I'll give you 10 bucks, you know, if you just come and help me with this shit. And I didn't have 10 bucks. <laughs> so when he was behind me, dude, and I, and I put, <laughs> and I pull out my wallet and I literally had three ones and a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> so did, you, did, did he get anything? I gave him a hundred bucks. <laughs> did he hit the jackpot? <laughs> Dude, I felt so stupid in that moment, but I was all like, I. I got it. I have to at least be a man of my word. Yeah, dude. or go above it. Yeah. So he yeah. got what he got, and he was fucking juiced. Because the the three bucks wasn't gonna do it. If I had given him three bucks after I told him I'd give him ten, I would not be able to live with myself. No, you can actually sleep better at night. I think. Yeah. Um. Giving him the latter. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Oh man, what a that dude is so pumped that he's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer my services today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and good on him. You know, he took initiative. Yeah, because you know what? If he was just holding a sign, yep, wouldn't have got anything from you. No, not at all. Yeah, I wouldn't have even batted an eye. <laughs> man, I have to come work for you. Seriously, yeah. Jesus! Your wages are. I felt good. so fucking stupid after that. What part was stupid that you? I think because like Hundo or that, um, <sighs> that you offered up. A it felt a after. You know how like there can be a hundred thoughts that cross your brain, yeah, in a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened when when I immediately realized I didn't have ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and i i was like oh my god i'm gonna give this guy a hundred bucks and i fucking work hard for this money yeah and i'm just gonna hand it over with a whisper you know a vapor but then yeah. at the same time you i was like, like you know what this looks like a 10 to me uh, <laughs> yeah well at first he thought it was a 10 well, he he, he, he had it in his hand, and he was like, "Oh, thanks, dude." I'm like, "Yeah, man, that's there. You go, fucking hundred dollar bill." <laughs> oh shit! No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I just it was interesting. Well, you just kicked off the holiday season with that. Yeah, he went out and bought a half ounce of meth. <laughs> First thing he did, <laughs> for sure. Well. I hope he helps somebody out, though. Do you think? I hope somebody else benefited from that hundred. Well, I'm sure he'll share the meth, don't you? I yeah, for sure. That's a speaking. Cynic, of, that was a cynical way to look at it. Yeah. But. Speaking of that, I've seen some dude, uh, boof meth into another guy's ball, like while, in San Francisco while you were 
at your place? No, no, yeah, cop video. Cop caught it on camera. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Wow. Yep. Crack smoke mm. boofing. Look it up on the internet and you'll find it. No, I, I, uh, best friend's a firefighter, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he's he's all on uh, the up and up, you know what I'm saying? Um, what, what the kids are doing these days. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sharing is caring. So. All right, well, you want to content creator us out of here? Well, Grady, <laughs> if you're going to make fun of me, then maybe I don't want to. Well, it's your strong suit. It's not mine. What are you I don't talking do, about? I don't you just, do it. You well. said my, my quote was childish and stupid. Oh, Even though it resonated with me, but it. apparently that's the level of my maturity level. No. I was just... All right. I was just loving you. Gabriel, we've come to that time in the show where it's time to say goodbye. Yep. Wipe a tear from your eye. Love you. All right. You want me to say it back to you? (laughs) (laughs) I love you too. All right. All right. All right. Hey. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you've made it this far, you win the prize, the five-star prize. If you would just go ahead and pick up your prize over at the Apple Podcast app where you put in five stars for this podcast episode. Anyhow, uh, we're always grateful that you would tune in and listen to our incoherent rambles and are bumbling through the trash bin if you want to engage or connect or uh what have you follow um on instagram gabriel iglesias at uh forge x or dries prus at dries prus